welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. Here we are at episode 167. Uh, This is Beth here with you this morning, and uh, my partner in crime, Marcy, is off today. So um, wish me well. (laughs) I feel like I'm in good hands because today I'm with really a great friend who I haven't seen in a few years, uh, Monique Saltani. I just picked her up at the airport and brought her to the studio. So Welcome, Monique. What a warm welcome it is. You picked me up and gave me some wine and threw a mic in front of me. And I'm like, all right, Beth knows me. We had to miss a beat. We can make it happen. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. So um, I I don't know how to introduce you. It says when I looked on your bio, it says the host of Wine O with an H, Wine O TV. And I thought, I think you're more than the host. You're the everything behind Wine O TV. So tell us what that is. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, where do I begin with it? There's been so many different iterations of it. I guess I'll go back in time if that's helpful yeah, for your listeners. Yeah, that's like how to start. Absolutely. Yeah. So my background's in television news and... Uh, I uh, worked as a TV news anchor reporter for a good portion of my career, and when I worked at the NBC affiliate in Fresno, uh, we had a bunch of different segments we could do every day. It was a live talk show, and I said, hey, what about doing a wine segment? And they're like, it was 2007, and so they were like, crickets, crickets, who who cares about (laughs) wine? And and I said, well, I don't know. I think people do. We're in the Central Valley. And yeah, you know, for where that area. Yeah. Sure. And so they said, if you can get it sponsored, sure. And I said, well, I think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started a weekly segment there called Wine O with an H. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And oh, I drank too much, right? It's like a play on words. <laughs> and then I moved up to San Francisco in 2009, and I was uh, working for the CBS affiliate there. And I thought, well, hey, I'm in the Bay Area now. I'll definitely be doing my wine you thing up here. Absolutely. But it was right after the recession. And it's hard for people to remember back then because we, you know, uh, everything that happened after then. But so there wasn't a lot of funding and a lot of the locally produced content was getting cut. And so I saw an opportunity. Uh, CBS was not interested in doing anything wine related, nor was anybody. So I still seem kind of funny still being in the Bay Area. Well, it's just was more about funding. So yeah, I don't know if you remember still... at that time, there was a wonderful show on NBCB area called In Wine Country. Oh, right, right. And that show got cut. And yeah. a lot of the shows got cut. Mainly it has to do with where local TV gets their ad dollars. Yeah. And a lot of the ad dollars came from the ad- automotive industry. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you could, it's hard for us to put our minds back there. But at that time, the automotive yeah, that industry was bottomed out, right. got decimated. And so a lot of funding was cut. So for me, I thought, well, hey, I know how to do everything because I worked as a MMJ you know, one man band, one woman show forever. So I saw an opportunity to start covering uh, different wine regions. And um, I was doing it often, selling it to different outlets. And then uh, my husband, or my boyfriend at the time was like, Monique, you do it for everybody else. Why don't you do it for yourself? Exactly. And I never thought of it in that way. And it's so funny because, Beth, (laughs) I was doing a segment with you for something else, a different outlet, 
And I said to you, I think I'm going to do it on my own. And you said, great, do you like hit me up? Let's talk. <laughs> and so I remember, you know, we sort of launched it. We did internet uh, video on the internet, which at that time nobody was doing. That's we had the to, thing. We had right. to build it out. Right. We, and, and so, and then my husband said, Monique, you got your first sponsor and you just started that like, that's something, you yes, know, that's huge. And it just all and then I won this wine blog award for video and it sort of um, it spiraled from there. And at the height of the show, we were, you know, so we were on every digital outlet we were on, you know, because we were so early. We were on uh, Hulu. Right. We were on Roku. We were on embedded in live, t- uh, excuse me, on LGTVs when I partnered with Zumo. I was on a half hour version once a week. Um, for Comcast up and down the state of California as a half hour show. And so I don't know if you want me to keep rambling or because I can go well, on can and on. I have when, more to I can say. remember when some of that started because it was such a long time ago, or it seems like things have just changed so quickly. But at the time, I thought, I don't even know what these things are. Like, where your show, like, what is Rakuti? What is this? I, what is Hulu? I mean, it was new. We were, I mean, it was super early. And right. I think because I was just creating this library of content. Right. At that time, early, and so I got approached by distribution partners saying, "Hey, you've got this huge library. Right. Can we distribute it out?" And I said, "Well, whatever, sure. I'm just going to keep doing these episodes. Right. Like you I'm do what you fun. need. I'm doing right. it." And so I just right. kept creating, and then it was getting distributed um, right. through other folks. And again, it was early, like when we were on Hulu. I don't know that anybody really, you know, it was early on Hulu. What is Hulu? So, yeah. Right. Exactly. We were on Amazon Prime. We were early on Amazon right. Prime. So we were early on everything. And that was great for me because I didn't have to think about any of right. it. And then I, you know, and some of these places I reached out to. So I reached out to Zumo, for example, um, because I'd read about them in Variety. And I said, hey, I've got a library of wine content. Are you interested? I own the rights to everything. Right. And so because of that, I had these, um, excuse me, distribution uh, avenues because I owned everything from beginning to end. You can't really distribute right. if somebody else owns right. part of the content. So I know when I first met you, first of all, you always left an impression because you would show up. We were going to do a wine video and we'd going to interview some winemaker and you'd show up with all your equipment in your hand and you'd be setting up uh, setting up the tripod and getting the camera ready and you have your sweatshirt and uh, your hair in a ponytail and you're just putting it all together and then it's time to re- you know to shoot and off comes the sweatshirt and you have this super cute blouse on and you pull out the ponytail and your hair just falls like it's been styled perfectly. You put on a little lipstick and I'm like, wow, like what just happened right before my eyes. It was just, I'd never seen, it was just so polished and professional and you did it all. It was amazing. And I knew you as having this news background. And so, you know, as someone with a news background, you could come along and you could interview someone and and it, and it worked with all these wineries. It wasn't until we'd done a few videos that I realized actually we have this amazing wine background. And I, I, I didn't really realize that out of the gate, but how how did you get so interested in wine going from news? You it's, know, to... it's a great question, and it happened like all of life, right, organically. So I worked in uh, – my first job out of college was uh, at the NBC affiliate in Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello. And I, yeah, <laughs> and I was a little Katie Couric of southeastern Idaho, and uh, meaning, you know, you was pretty famous at that time being yeah. in a small town. I worked Absolutely. on the morning show. And I loved it. It was, I grew up in LA. So going from, you know, LA to Southeastern Idaho was a huge culture shift for well, me. Yeah. I, but it showed me what the quote real world was. Sure. I, I had no idea about a different kind of life other than growing up right. in Hollywood. And right? everyone would know you. In yeah. Hometown. And yep. so um, what had happened was I loved that job. It was into news. And then 
9-11 happened and I was on the air and I was young, 20-something. And I realized in that time, I was very emotionally um, taken over by the experience. Mm -hmm. I found it, uh, I was so scared and I was supposed to be a voice of reason. So if I was at Walmart or the postman came up to me or whatever, they would ask me these really people right. were I know it seems hard for us now to put our minds there but people were very scared well sure and they came to you as the authority in yeah. that and I'm like I'm scared I'm then 20 you're in your something 20s? yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so that put an idea in my mind that maybe news wasn't in my blood right and I planted myself a seed that that was true and I don't know if it was true or wasn't true but that was the story that I have I, I told myself at that time, I must not be cut out for this business right. because I, I can't disassociate right. from this massive event that had taken place. It was a huge tragedy. It was the oh, greatest yeah. or biggest tragedy of our life, but it was also the biggest news event in, in American yeah. history at that time for broadcasters. Right. And so I actually, when my contract was up, I moved to New York. <laughs> I said, you know what? I got so taken <laughs> my up. My goodness. And I didn't even mess around. I moved to Battery Park City. <laughs> like I was right there in lower Manhattan. And I walked in uh, and got a job in a restaurant. Oh, my Lord. Completely <laughs> <Plan> ins- <B. laughs> insane. I said, you you know what? I'm just going to go. And I work. I worked in restaurants during uh, college. And I walked in and I found myself in this high-end Manhattan steakhouse. Wow. And what goes with steak at a high-end Manhattan Great Cabernet. steak? Cabernet. Yes. A lot of wine. And yeah. they had a massive wine list. And I was completely intimidated. I well, grew yeah, up knowing nothing about wine. Right. And what I realized at that time in my life, I was still early 20s. This was a very heavy um, Wall Street. Very man-centric world. Very manly world. world. And and I was a young girl. And I I think we all know what that's like, or at least some women might. And um, I realized the more I knew about wine, the greater... um, seat I could have, I'd mm-hmm. like to say, at their table. Sure. And so I found it extremely empowering learning about wine. I And I, how did you do that? Did you just well, well, actually just, reading, tasting? At that what time, I just was involved. I was in, yeah. I tasted all, I was in a restaurant, yeah. you know, we sold a lot of wine right. and I worked every wine dinner right. and we'd have, you know, this was a big powerhouse place. Right. I mean, this wasn't a small, um, it was not a small place and it was a very big place for wine. And so I learned about it. I tasted wine. I talked to people about wine yeah. and I saw, you know, in that way, I immersed myself in it. Then I left, moved back to LA and then I started studying. So yeah. then I was reading all the wine books and right. then I was... You know, I, I took my, you know, level one with the quartermaster Psalms, and then I was going on to do the next one, and then I got the job at uh, at the station in Fresno yeah. that we talked about. But what I realized working in that steakhouse and why I wanted to start the wine segment was I originally started it because I found, like, if I could combine this wine education information, maybe other women would right. feel as empowered as I felt. Right. Because, again, it, we're talking 2002 to 2004, yeah. 2005. This was very early on. And it, but what I found when I did the show, because you can, you know, once you go online, you can find out who watches. Well, it yeah. wasn't really women. With your show, with Wine O TV, it sounds like you are about to have a new season that's starting because during COVID, everything kind of yeah closed or shut down or nothing was happening. So, uh, 2023, well, here we are, January. What's happening? So I was on a, um, again, so I was on once a week in uh, Comcast. I was 
everywhere in 2018. I was in Italy on production, and my husband was home with our two-and-a-half-year-old twins. I started day one of a 10-day shoot to do five episodes in Prosecco, and we were going to go on to do 20 more uh, episodes in Italy. And my husband called me, and he found out he had stage four cancer. And um, I left production. I and they, you know, I just left. I right. went home to be with my husband and our daughters. And, um, you know, he died in our home in 2019 in July. And I, I, I spent the rest of 2019 just trying to get myself in order and my daughters. They were sure. Home. Where do you go from there? Yeah, they were four and it was, um, it was a bad time, as you can imagine. And so in my mind, I thought... Okay, well, 2020, I'll try to see how we feel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you all know what happened then. Yeah. And so I've spent the past two and a half, three years trying to get my head on straight and figuring out how I can serve and how I can be useful to my daughters and to myself. And, you know, what started out as a show about wine and in, engaging in wine and in, in educating and informing has really turned into, for me personally, something about community. And so what I'd realized in my time alone, when Mark got sick, my show felt very small. And when, right. m when Mark died, it, my show was nothing in my mind. Right. It was nothing. But what I realized come COVID was I'd lost community. I lost that last thing, this ability to connect over a bottle of wine with a person at a table, at a restaurant. It's right. how we come together. Mm -hmm. And so my show for me became a through line to connecting with different cultures, with different experiences, whether it's over a bottle of wine or a meal. It's about how we come together. And so it became bigger for me this year. Mm -hmm. And it became a real sense of this is important. This does matter. This was a lifeline for me that I didn't even know was keeping me together until yeah. it was ripped away. Mm -hmm. And so with my show this year... Um, I have gone at it with that approach. And when I started, though, uh, in January, I just kind of put out a Facebook mm -hmm. post that I'd like to try again. And I thought I had the mental bandwidth to do it mm -hmm. again. Well, and take your time at your pace. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made it small. I said, I want to do six episodes. And, and so this was January 2022, and we were still the COVID and things yeah. and Hit get miss. back and Omni, go back in your house, do this. But I, ah! <laughs> I said, oh, my gosh, but I I'm going to do, do the show. Right. So where are we going to go? What are we going to do? What's it going to look like? And so when I thought about producing, I thought, let's go to regions maybe that we haven't seen before, mm -hmm. you know, because maybe folks don't want to travel. Maybe they right. want to be in their own backyard. Right. But maybe they can experience something can different see. that's close to home. Right. And so I took it with that approach. I said, we're going to do this many episodes and and we're going to do it right. And so I brought on a team. So um, I'm still a taking team. my ponytail Yay. out and putting the lipstick yeah. on. <laughs> but there's some more folks behind it, you know, helping out. So you know, it's, a, it's a different feel. It feels like it's everything. And you, like you said, it's really about um, people behind the wine and, and the people that the wine brings together and the community that it creates. Right. And how we as a society connect, right? Like I, you and I are connecting right now. We have a bottle of wine right here. 
It's not about the alcohol content. Oh, no. It's not about, you know, of course that's important. Right. You know, who makes it's important. The grapes are important. But we're connecting. Mm -hmm. We're con con we're con coming together. Mm -hmm. And this is bringing us together. So what I like to say about my show this season is wine is the through line, mm -hmm. right? It is the through line that is bringing us together. But we're, um, you know, we're going, connecting through culture to different cultures. We're breaking bread. We're opening up a bottle and we're connecting to culture. What an uh, amazing thing for your kids to see that you're back and doing the show, though. I think that's, you know, really shows them that, that you're making it happen, you know? Yeah, you know, that was the other thing that I struggled with, as I'm sure most people that are parents, uh, and whether they're single parents or not, I had not worked as a single parent right. before. Um, when I left before, I left them with their father. Right. And that was challenging then, you know, and we had Always. a lot more support then. And... Um, this idea that I would leave my daughters to do this thing. Um, and what I realized is I need it. And when I need it, they're going to, you know, they're going to rise up too. Well, this say is, they need it too. Yeah, they, they can be with other people and it's, well, that's it's the, the other good thing. all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like, what do I want them to see? Like right. I want them to see, I'm their role model. Like I, right. I, I found a lot of value in them seeing me rise up and be the person mm -hmm. I was born to be. Right. Um, and they can see that you can also, you can be both. You can be sad and have a struggle and come out of it the next day. And maybe, you know, it's, there's ups and downs and that is life. So, you know, it's, it's a good lesson right in itself. I hope so. <laughs> it's not you easy know, every day. <laughs> I'm still in the, in the midst of it right now, well, yeah. you know, managing it. But what I'd realized is like right now they're with their best friends for their first slumber party. Mm -hmm. And I'm here talking to you. They're not, you know. They're not worried that you're not there. <laughs> yeah, they're having a great <laughs> time. time. And they're, right. you know, so it's not all, you know, but as a, as a mom, I struggle with my own guilt and sure. what I'm doing wrong or right. But I'm so so proud of the show this year that that's why I'm out talking about it. You know, obviously I want to connect with you, but I'm so proud of the stories that we're telling, right. the people that we're meeting, uh, the experiences that we're having, and the fact that they're allowing me to be the person to come in and trusting me, especially when I've been gone for as long as right. I've been gone uh, with their stories. It's the greatest honor of my life at this moment, you know. Well, and the um, things have changed, you know, as far as technology. And I mean, when YouTube started, you watched, you know, goofy, dumb videos that your neighbor did or whatever. But now there's shows on YouTube. There's so many places that people stream shows that I think that you will have the ability to have more eyes on what you're doing. Absolutely. And it's funny because you're right. Like I was like streaming that. Why would I, you know, you know, whatever. It, 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 it just like put it there. But right. I was always about legacy TV because that's where well, that's my what, background is. I mean, that's what we all knew. I mean, right. if it wasn't on ABC or CBS, uh, but now that's just nope. It's definitely it's, streaming is the, that's, the we way don't to even go. have cable at home, and my so daughters many people don't <laughs> watch. You know, Netflix. They like this Rainbow Ranger show, yes. and they like this Wild Kratts. And now I don't. I just get it the C PBS Kids stream it. Like right. it's just through the TV. That's smarter right. than I am, right? right. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. I so like there is a way. Like so, what I want to do, and this is what I've been telling people: there's so much on the internet. There's so many, mm -hmm. so much stuff out there. Right. I want to, We ha they have to watch. Like I need yeah. to create a show that people are going to watch. Yeah. And so what I did with this season that is different than the past is I really took data from the questions that I've been asked mm -hmm. over the course of a decade. And I answer these three essential questions on the show in every episode. We shoot it like a half hour. Uh -huh. And the questions I've been asked more than anyone and you'll, more than anything, and I know you'll know doing just your own content and stuff is, 
The number one thing they want to know when they go to a wine region, because we are going to different wine right. regions, what is there to drink? Okay, yeah. so what is the region <laughs> what do they known know for? for? Yeah, right. And it's not we're known for everything. No, no I need to know yeah. when someone goes to Mendocino right. County and they grab a bottle of wine. What is the wine they're going to get? What are you known for when you're going to Lodi? What is the great? Okay, you're going to Lodi for Old Vines, then you're Just going there for the old yeah. vines, right? When we're going to Paso, what are we going for? Okay, we're going for Rhones and they, they have the microclimate, so they can do the cabs, right? You're going to Umbra. You're getting a Sagrantino. Okay, right. why? What, you know, okay, what are you going to drink? Right. Right? Number one. Number two, uh, what are you going to eat? Like, <laughs> what is there to eat? Yes. Okay, what are we eating here? And it can... and in wine regions, it's always going to be amazing. Right, of course. <laughs> it goes together. But, but if we're in these new, like, say we're in some, like, cultural place, like, what if we're in Texas? We're going to have ribs, you mm-hmm. know? What if we're in Umbria? Well, guess what? We're going to do truffle hunting. Right. We're going to find this, like, specific food to the region. And, of course, if there's no, like, specific thing, right. no fry sauce, no fun thing, then we're going to do an up-and-coming chef. Or we're going to try to do the chef that's new or the one that's the old person that's been around forever. And, right. Right. You know, try to get a variety of, of folks in there. And then I want to know what is there to do? Like, what can I do when I go there? Okay, I'm drinking. So I'm ziplining over, you know, vineyards in Paso, right? We're going to go paddle boarding in Walla Walla. We're gonna, oh, I saw you, you know, doing that. What, that's what you're going to do if you go there. Because it's entertaining. Because guess what? We can visually see something different on camera. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna, maybe I'm going to, well, of course I'm doing it with a winemaker. You better believe that was a right. winemaker I was right. paddle boarding with. Is. We're going to try some wine when right. we're done. But so so we're answering questions, and hopefully people are going to be entertained, and they're going to learn something as well. Well, those, uh, that is what people want to know. Like, right. why should I go to Virginia and taste right. wine? What's What will I be tasting, and what am I going to do, and, and where if do there, I eat? <laughs> if there is no sort of, like, action-adventure right. thing, then what is the culturally – what is it culturally significant? Like, right. let me get the history. Let's get mm-hmm. the historical context. What culturally is happening in this region that makes it so unique and special to this particular place on the planet? So do you have a favorite spot you like to go? I sort of hate that question, but, you know, people I think, and maybe it's not just the wine. Is there just a region that you just love going because? You I'm going to answer it, but it's going to sound like a plant. Uh, <laughs> it's going to sound like you planted me to say no, it. No, never. I would say it's northern Sonoma County. Oh, well, you know, good it job. <laughs> is, I know. It's like, it's, a, it's like why I've come back here again and again. Like I, I started, you know. Really, my first wine segments at this level here in yeah. northern Sonoma County, and where my heart is drawn is here. Mm-hmm. I love it here. Where do I keep coming back to every right. month? Or, you know, it is northern Sonoma County. Do I love everywhere? Do I love the regions around the world? Of course. And am I exploring new places? But where do I think of as a second home? As you could live, yeah. It would be here right. in terms of. I want to go international, you know, yeah. you want to think of these sort of bigger places, you know. I just got back from Umbria, and let me tell you what I loved about the green heart of Italy. It was it, it blew my mind in the sense I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think Tuscany, you think you know the north, you think all these different regions. But what I loved about it, it felt completely untouched. Oh, and I've mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in different yeah. regions in Italy, and this. And it was so interesting to learn. They have this kind of medieval mentality, and part of it has to do with their history with the Pope. They retaliated oh. against him during the Salt War, and then he retaliated back, and they never really had this renaissance. So they have this – so it feels a little untouched, if you will. And that was a place where I thought – I started looking. This is me. Like, How much is it to rent a house here? Well, Maybe I'm going to come that untouched here. feeling is hard to find anywhere. <laughs> right. And it had this special – 
untouched feeling yeah. that I want to go back and dig deeper. Yeah. I want to explore more. And I also want to, I just got back from Spain. I was in the Aragon region there learning about Garnacha. And I thought, gosh, I need to go there a longer. I need to immerse myself. <laughs> longer. So those are places that I, you know, when I go and I need to go back and learn more, those are some, you know. Would you I, take the girls if you went and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Portugal, you know, I was yeah. there and that was a beautiful place, the Douro. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many magical, beautiful places. But I kind of want to go places I've never been before. Right. What is the place that you love the most? You hate the question. Uh, no, I just always feel like it's always hard. No right. matter what the topic is, when people want you to pick a favorite of anything, it's, it's like, how can you pick a favorite? I mean, there's just, there can't be a favorite. There can be a top 10 or a top. I know. It's I all of them. I always I say the last person I fell in love with, which is the last person I interviewed. <laughs> so I guess it's Lodi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or maybe it's Beth. <laughs> no, you're interviewing me. This. Yeah. <laughs> how fun. So fun to get together. I should have mentioned, and I, and I sort of forgot this because we just got started right away, but I... Uh, we always start the show with some wine. And so since it was just Monique and I and we're just doing this one show, I thought, well, we could probably really like have a whole glass instead of, you know, just a sip that Marcy and I usually do. So I brought this um, Alexander Valley Vineyards Chardonnay and it's their 2018 and it comes in a little split. So I love that they, it's it's hard, not many wineries make these little split size bottles, but that's a perfect size. I love the split. The yeah, split is too. perfect. And when I saw that label, when Beth showed up with this beautiful bottle, I looked at that label and my mind immediately went back to a video that we did at Alexander <laughs> Valley Vineyards in 2012, a oh decade Lord. ago. Yeah. And uh, here we are. And how could anybody have imagined uh, the changes that would occur? Oh, my gosh. What's happened? Small yeah. amount. Small amount of time. we post this, I guess we'll put the links to Wino TV so that people can find you. When you're interviewing people, I feel like you really, you put them at ease and you can just tell people are comfortable talking to you. I feel it's just the real deal. And so I think people will enjoy tuning in and seeing who you interview and who you can introduce them to. <laughs> well, I sure hope so. Yeah. And thank you. That's the greatest compliment anyone could give me because yeah. you're looking for authenticity and mm-hmm. the truth, right? We just want to have Absolutely. a conversation. Yeah. Be with people. Have fun. Okay, I think that's a wrap for our show for today. Is there anything else you want people to know about? Well, I want to ask you one question because it's a question I ask everybody, and I don't know if I've ever asked you. Do you have a cheers or a toast that you say, Beth? <laughs> you always give me some question. I think everyone probably should have one that they can make up with, but I really don't, honestly. No, my cheers is simply just cheers, but I don't have a good toast. But I would say cheers for us and cheers, cheers. for getting together. I love seeing you. I'm so excited. Cheers to us. <laughs> yeah, cheers to us and to 2023. 2023. Absolutely. Onward and upward. Upward.